Hey everyone, I hope you're doing absolutely amazing and I'm so excited to have our guest Jen today and just being able to have her share her experience um, and she is just someone I just have to give a shout out to who I'm so proud of. Uh, she is someone who came into the course and just got to watch her uh, change her life and change into a new person that I'm just so proud of her and it's no surprise that she's had success. She landed a, a job with one of the largest companies in the world and just to see where she's at. And I just always want to say thanks to Jen for letting me be a part of your journey. Um, you've been, you were a great student, but you've become a great friend and I'm just so proud of the person you are and the person you're becoming and the success you're going to have. Um, so I just wanted to start by saying that. Um, but for everyone who's listening, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the new listeners. If you guys haven't, I do have about 135 episodes to this point. And if you guys are looking just to to dip your feet in and learn more about medical device sales, um, again, over about three years ago, I was a personal trainer. I wanted to break into medical device sales, and I decided to document that journey. And so, been able to to share a lot of notes. Um, but another thing is is if you guys haven't uh, follow me on LinkedIn, I would love to connect with you guys. I actually just made a post that um, a lot of people resonated with, and it was my five years ago I moved out uh, from Arizona to or from Iowa to Arizona and here we are. And so I just kind of told my story and how I talked about six years ago, I had $66 to my name. Five years ago, I moved out here with $1,200 to my name, lived off $30 a week and been able to, to live a different life. And so would love for you guys just to connect and would love to meet you guys via LinkedIn. Um, so if you guys don't have a uh, profile on LinkedIn, you will need one. <laughs> if you guys are wanting to break into medical device sales, so make sure to go create one and add me and would love to connect with you guys there. Um, and then again, I just got to give a shout out to our members in our course. We actually got three people this last week hired. Um, we had Chase, who was only in the course for four weeks, got hired. We had Genesis. She was only in the course for three weeks, actually got a job offer a week and a half in to being in the course. And now three weeks has an offer. And then Danae, have to give a giant shout out, was only in the course for two and a half weeks, was able to turn into three job offers and took a full line rep position um, and just want to tell you all three how proud we are of you um, and, and just again just so so excited uh, to to have such a great community the one thing i will just let you guys know is we've become very even more selective because we do know the results we're getting people um, it's pretty much a guarantee at this point if you want to get in and um, and so we i've actually turned a lot more people away especially this week uh, for the fact of if you guys aren't committed um, it's just not going to be a good fit because the people who get the results are the people who are ready to, to ready to go and ready to learn and ready to, but they're hungry and we can help you be wherever you want to go. You just got to be coachable and willing to work hard. So that's what we just talk about. But the one thing we are so confident, I now have put on the course, a six month guarantee or your money back, um, which doesn't exist anywhere else. But I want you guys to know is now the worst case scenario is you try, you break in and then you don't and you get all your money back. But again, our average person after these averages have gone down, my average person is breaking in in 9.6 weeks now at $91,000. Um, and so we're just so proud of everyone in our uh, community. And if you guys are looking to not only learn how to break into medical device sales, not only trying to meet other great people inside the community, but also just trying to learn at life um, and trying to win at life, that's what this community is about. Because again, a part of the course is eventually coming with recruiters. It's also coming with financial advising, real estate investing, fitness, finances, uh, everything that you can imagine, because my goal is to help you guys not just win in medical device sales, not just crush 
everything you do in your career, but also just crush your life. And that's what I want to help you guys get to. So again, always just let you guys know we do offer payment plans um, because we never want it to be holding you back. But we do know that the value we provide, we're getting on average a 30x return in under three months on investment. And then if you stay in the career, you will much, you will get over 100x return on that investment. And we know that and we're very confident. And that's why we offer a six-month guarantee now or your money back. So if you guys are interested in learning more about medical device sales and breaking in and about the course, please feel free to reach out to me. The link is in the description. And again, just so excited to to have Jen on this uh, podcast. She's going to share a lot of great knowledge. And she's also going to talk a little bit about how she went from being a speech language pathologist to a clinical specialist. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin. And today, you guys, I know I say this a lot that I'm like, oh, I'm excited to bring you guys a guest. But today is I'm, I just can't even put in words how excited I am to have our guest here today because I've literally got to watch her change, her grow, her become this new person with new goals and just new life over the last several months. And it's it's been the most rewarding and it reminds me why I started this and why we're doing it. And so today I'm going to be bringing you guys a former speech language pathologist who was able to break in with one of the largest medical device companies in the world. And she's 37 years old. So for everybody who's like, oh, you can't do it if you beat it over 30. Like today we have Jennifer McCarran on and she is an absolute rock star. She was in the course. She, like I said, I watched her grow from somebody who was like, hey, I don't know if I can do this to just somebody by the end of it was like, here we go, beat out people. And by the end of it, I had people from that company messaging me saying, do you know this girl? Because she's talked to everyone on my team and our regional manager loved them. And like we heard about her. And so, Jen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. That was quite an introduction. I, yeah, I, you'll, they will hear how much I, uh, I enjoy being with you and like just seeing your growth. And we'll get into that conversation. But For sure. I just want to say welcome to the show. And I would love if you can. I know I mentioned a little bit, but do you want to just give a quick little background about who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been a speech language pathologist for 13 years. I worked in the medical setting um, for all of those. And in the hospital, I was in a trauma one hospital setting um, the last seven of those years. Um, I'm in the Chicago area and um, I used to do traveling therapy. So I've caught a bit all over, but uh, Chicago is home. But um, yeah, I was ready for something new and um, I crossed paths with you, thankfully. And, um, in a short time, it's my whole life has changed for the better. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, number one thing I want to say is it's been fun because we've had the opportunity to get so many speech language pathologists, PTs, OTs, you know, nurses, everyone's breaking in and everyone's reaching out to me because they want, and again, you're one of the people they usually will call, um, because you've lived that life. And again, going yeah. into a trauma one, cause you're in Chicago, right? If yeah. you guys don't know anything about Chicago, they usually have some pretty busy hospitals. Um, especially at a trauma one. And there. so while you were there, what was kind of the, the moment? Because again, from my experience has been, you know, the hours, the, the capped pay, how much you can make the progression in your uh, career. Yeah. What was kind of the moment for you that you were like, what's, what else is out there? Maybe I should start looking at something else. And, and maybe what were the reasons for that? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. And I think for me, my biggest goal and my biggest dream 
career-wise when I graduated was to work at the largest trauma one hospital in Chicago. And, you know, after six and a half years of being a speech pathologist, I was able to accomplish that. And then I ended up being there for about seven years. And then I ended up getting jobs at other local like university uh, medical centers and other traumas, trauma one hospitals. And after doing that for the next six and a half, seven years, it was kind of the same grind all the time. And I just felt like, yes, in, in that job, there is a lot of critical thinking and that challenging stuff, but a lot of the same critical thinking every day. And I just felt very stuck. I felt like, you know, I, I just couldn't imagine myself doing that for the next, how many other years that were left in my career. And I was just really ready for some growth, some change, where some, some something where I could see myself having that growth and advancement. Because I just felt like in this box where, okay, this is what my life's going to be every day I go into work. Like there, I needed something different. And I think for me, you know, I did my job for 13 years and I knew like, that's a good amount of time. I feel like where either, you know, if you can continue or like you need to really make a change. So um, that's where all that kind of came out of. I love that. And the one thing I wanted to ask, because this has been something that's come up and I know you've answered these questions is especially for, for nurses. Um, This has been a comment, especially like trauma. And they always talk about what's the stress going to be like, what's the difference going to be like, I will, we'll still continue to get into your story, but I did want to just like message or go, go into that message of, you know, from the stress that you were facing in a trauma one hospital, because I can't imagine it, it was yeah. a stressful life. And I feel like this, don't get me wrong, there is stress in my job now day to day, but it's a different type of stress. It's stress. It's more stress that has to do with like, okay, how am I going to organize my day? How am I going to prioritize um, and like communicating and kind of, you know, the t- typical stress that I feel like is very easy to deal with. Um, the stress that I dealt with at my job in the hospitals and that I see nurses deal with all the time, you know, there's staffing shortages or they get floated to a unit where they're not even going to be trained on. Um, and they're expected to, and then you're doing that day in and day out with these grueling hours. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, unfortunately, I just feel like a lot of healthcare, there's a lot of that getting burned out from lack of like people seeing that and how it really does wear on them. Um, so I feel like this, there is stress, but it's a different type of stress and a stress that I think is manageable for sure. Love it. And, and like I always say, majority of the time when you're not in me- like in medical device sales compared to what division you go into. So that always matters. Like with you, you're, yes. you're dealing with like serious injuries and possibly even close to death at that point, right? Compared to in your job now, you're usually not dealing with that right so that can change that stress level a little bit yeah no definitely uh a lot more like critical decisions and like a lot of stuff was like more put on my shoulders I felt like with decisions I had to make with like some of the patients and and stuff like that for sure yeah because I always just say this like I had a couple nurses ask me this and that's why I'm just going into detail on this one is because uh, this is a common question that comes up but I'm like the most stress that you're going to have is like did somebody respond to your email or did you make some money today? Right. Like, and again, like, don't get me wrong, like money, like that is stressful, but like, it's not someone dying. It's not someone screaming at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's a different kind of stress, um, a little more manageable. And again, if you're doing the right things, usually you can handle that, but no, so I love that. And then I want to just know, like, so what made you start thinking like, well, maybe medical device sales is it? what got you interested in about medical device sales? And like, how did you even find out about it? 
Um, when I was a, I was a contract or traveling therapist. Um, I worked in California and um, there was another physical therapist there. She happened to, she was a contract traveling ther physical therapist at the time. Um, and we always kept in touch. And then years later, um, I had noticed that she had left physical therapy and she became a clinical specialist. Um, so I kind of had always seen like that, you know, transition from being in the therapy world to medical device. And that kind of stayed in the back of my head. And then probably within the last two years, I started like playing around with it a little bit more. And then I was just on like LinkedIn and looking around and, um, you know, I came across your um, page and then looked more into like the podcasts and all that stuff. And I think for me, and I know a lot of therapists, physical, occupational speech, um, and potentially even nurses, it's like our degrees are so specialized. And so it's really hard like you kind of get like, oh, where where can I transition? And a lot of people think, oh, you you can only stay in, you know, the therapy world in a different setting or yeah. as a nurse, but in a different setting. But yeah. you know, being aware that in medical device sales, like that's not the case, was just awesome to see. And so that's how I kind of came across that. Yeah, and so and I want to just make clear real quick because because you are this a lot of people. So a lot of nurses, SLP, OTs, physical therapy, they, they look at the clinical specialist or they'll reach out and they'll ask with the clinical specialist. And a lot of you guys don't even know. So hopefully this is educational for you guys is because a lot of times they don't, they look at medical device sales and they don't want to get into it because of sales. They're like, I don't yeah. think I'm a, the most common one thing I hear is I don't think I'm very salesy or I'm not a salesperson, right? Which yeah. you are because you sold yourself to get a job. <laughs> you sold yourself to your friends. Like it, it goes beyond that. But again, I totally respect that. And so I, I tell them about, Hey, did you know about a clinical specialist, which is actually kind of between like an ASR and a full line sales rep role. You're usually going to get paid more. It's kind of a step up, but you're also working with the rep and you're kind of getting in that territory. Can you kind of just go in really quick, just a quick overview of what a clinical specialist is? Because this is yeah. where we push, like for me, I've gotten so many OTs, SLPs, PTs, nurses in the clinical specialist role to where they can come make more than they're making as a nurse or an OT or a PT or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. They can be in that six figures right away, but they're not doing sales as much as they are just working with the patient. And I think it's actually a really good place for, um, you know, people in those allied professions to transition over because the critical thinking that you're using within your, you know, PT, OT, speech nurse, you are doing the same thing. So like my day-to-day, -day, I, I deal with a lot of troubleshooting, um, some technical things. Um, so in my division, I do have to do some installations or repairs on the systems. Um, but that's, you know, honestly, that's stuff that's very doable for anyone. Um, and then when they're actually, when I'm doing case coverage, um, that I feel like is a lot, a lot of that critical thinking piece where, you know, the doctor's like looking to you as a specialist. Okay. Like how do I, can you walk me through, how do I use this? And, you know, it's like, you're building those relationships up with the doctors and the nurses and all those things that you do day to day anyhow. And it's, it's a really nice transition and you do in services and you really grow that relationship with the staff. And sometimes they see you, this clinical specialist as um, more of an ally with them than some of the the sales reps because they know that you're kind of just there, you know, supporting and not selling per se, um, in a way. Exactly, because you don't have a quote unquote quota. Now, the one thing yeah. I will say is like most people, like I have talked to clinical specialists, they don't might might not have a financial quota, but they might be like, hey, you need to get fifteen patients or fifteen new patients. Which, again, when I say that to anybody, like 
go talk to two doctors. You can do that. No problem. Cause you're already in yeah. those cases. Right. So it's not hard. Um, but, but to that point, I just want to say this because I hear this all the time, especially from nurses, uh, funny enough that you'll say that where you're like, Oh, you're the specialist. And they're like, Oh my God, like, no, this, that sounds too stressful. And I'm like, you're already doing that, but like with 18 different products already, yeah. you are right. So it's like, they, they don't get themselves out of that mindset. And again, because you are the product specialist and, and to your point though, is you you don't have a quota. So the nurses and the other people are like, oh, Jen's just here to help. She's yeah. here literally just to help us out and make sure the case goes well. She's not trying to upsell. So it's easier for you. I, I don't want to say easier, but it's, it's, a, it's a nicer transition, like you said, yeah. to, compared to like sometimes I walked in and I would say something that's truly here to help somebody, but some nurse who doesn't understand it will be like, no selling in the OR. And I'm like, I'm not like, this is something that would help. Right. So yeah, that I just, it's not really there as much. No, exactly. And ex that's what I wanted to just hit on. Um, so I, I love that we were able to go into that detail. Now you did the course yeah, and, and you had success and, and I want to touch on a couple things in the course of what I just saw with your growth. But I wanted to ask when you did, did the course, what do you feel like was the most helpful for you in the course to go from when you started to landing a job with the largest Networking, 100%. Yep. Relationship building, 100 million percent. Without that, like, you, you're, it's going to be nearly impossible to even get, like, that's what the whole job's about. It's building relationships. And without doing that, I can guarantee you, if I didn't do any of that, I wouldn't be sitting here talking with you. No, and you did a great job. And that's what we were talking about in the course is being able to coach you on those things. Because I just remember the gen I met when you first got into the course to the gen you are now, it's, it's a new person. And, and I just want to share this and I hope it's okay. It's like, yeah. I remember we got on one pivotal phone call and I still remember the moment I was walking right over there and I remember talking to you like it was yesterday. And it was at a point where you had some, you just had some life happen to you. And we were able just to have a real good talk. And it was, I literally on that phone call, watch your mindset shift. And literally in two weeks, she went from being like, hey, I'm kind of trying to figure this out. Don't really know because I'm having some tough life to two weeks later, you're like, I'm a killer. I'm in it. And you're getting calls from the top companies in the world. And yeah. I just wanted to like kind of touch on that because for me, like that's where like people just think the course is just like a bunch of videos and modules. And I always just make sure that it, they know like I'm here for you guys because when you invest in me, yeah, I yeah. invest in you. And I, and I just wanted to share that because you are the reason like I can sit here and say this and I want to say it on the podcast is you are the reason I started all this is someone like yourself being able to watch your growth, being able to know that you just changed your life and your family's life and to see that you're so much happier to see that you're like on this new, new journey in life. Like that's what gets me out of bed and gets me so excited. And so I just wanted to touch on that because it's been so much fun to just watch your growth over the last couple of months through that course into where you're at now. Yeah. And you know, even when I started the course, you know, I was going through some things at home. My dad was sick. He was on hospice, but he, that was kind of, it was, he was on it for a while. So in my mind, I knew that wasn't something that I even thought about. I was like, I want to make a change for myself. And then as the, um, I think it was like a month into the course, he had passed away. And I kind of was at a point where I had let all my own goals for myself just like slip away in the middle of that. and. I really, I kind of, I think I did like hit probably bottom, like just emotion. I was like, if I don't make a change here and now, then I'm going to be just as 
worse off as I was, you know, emotionally with the last job and not have, you know, that wanting to the growth and all that, like, here's my chance, like, don't throw it away. And I think I really just needed to, you know, just gather myself and and take a minute. But honestly, I think more than anything, I use that as something that put a fire under me because I think I could have used it another way where it's like, oh, an excuse, like, oh, you know, this happened. So, you know, this is why this is going to happen to you. But honestly, using the, like life's going to happen to anyone. Things happen all the time. You can't control, you know, some people, some things will be, you know, worse than others and all that stuff, but it's still life. And, you know, I think using that as a fire under me literally changed everything. And I never looked past, you know, look back, back after that, because I just kept seeing these changes myself that I wasn't seeing initially. And then just seeing all these positive outcomes. And it was just that kind of, I think, you know, chain of events that really lifted me to push me forward in the trajectory that I've been in. Yeah. And you became, it's been fun. Like, it's why I say what I said, you became a new person. You are a new person. And yeah. it's just, just to see who you are now, it's it's been great just to, to see that transformation. Now, the, the one question I did want to ask when it came just to the course, and then again, we'll get off the course is just, what do you think was like the most beneficial, like, again, because we talk about the modules, but then we, again, we have the office hours, we have the yeah. one-on-one coaching. What do you think was the part that like really helped you go from, if you didn't take this course, you wouldn't have known and you wouldn't have got out of it? So like the modules were awesome, but I think being able to connect that information that I was learning with that, with other people within the course that were actually in the trenches going through it and being like, Hey, I did this, you know, this is, you know, these are the questions I was asked or, you know, this call didn't go well, or, Oh, this is how I moved on. You know, just be able to talk with people, bounce ideas off. And then like, you know, I got to be friends with some of the people within the course, you know, we would kind of help each other out um, doing like mock interviews and just really like being put in those situations where, you know, it's, it's hard. Like I've just seen like myself become a more confident person in general. And I think I didn't have that level of confidence beforehand. Like I was confident in my job. I thought I was a confident person, but the things that you kind of have to do to break in and even be in the industry, you have to have a level of confidence you know, being in the OR when they're asked a question, all of these tough situations. And I think being able to kind of bounce ideas off and put each other in those situations to really grow in that way was just a interactions and um, training and stuff that I don't think I would have had or grown from without without it. Yeah, no, and, and I appreciate you saying that because that's been one of the biggest things we actually started adding ever since you like ever since in there, we have the mock interviews now to get people ready for the when I went out against 500 people, those aren't yeah. easy. You got to be ready because like you just said, the whole thing about the course is we're not just trying to get you guys a job offer. We're trying to get you multiple job offers. But even beyond that, we're trying to get you set up to be prepared to go into the industry. Yeah. Because it doesn't do any good to get the job and then not know what you're doing. Yeah. And you can Google questions. You can Google all this stuff. You can go on YouTube, all things. But honestly, without really um, practicing it and like being in those situations, I can firsthand tell you that they don't, they won't serve you. That yeah. won't serve you to just do that. It's not I, enough. I appreciate that. No, it is the absolute truth. And so I know a lot of people are going to reach out to you and they're going to be like, Jen, I don't have sales experience or, Hey Jen, I'm an SLP or I'm a nurse or whatever it is. Right. Or I do have yeah. sales experience. What's, what's the tips you're going to give to me? What, what would, what would be the tips that you would say to those people? Uh, because again, just so everyone's listening, 
Jen's very sweet and she is very nice, but Jen does not have time to get on a thousand phone calls. And that's why I actually ask these questions so it can be helpful because we don't, we don't hide anything from you guys because otherwise we have to get on a thousand phone calls, which we just can't. So what, what would you give that advice to those people? I think first and foremost, being prepared is probably one of the most key things. So if you're going to go and talk with someone, know the company and like have questions prepared or, you know, have a line of like, Hey, I'm trying to break in, you know, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? But, you know, being able to network, being able to reach out to people, you're, you're going to have to put yourself out of that comfort level. There's no way around that. And I think just being patient um, and not giving up on all of that is those are really important things. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my dog. No, no, you're good. My dog's been <laughs> whining the whole time. We are a dog friendly <laughs> podcast. Um, but honestly, it's you have to get out of your comfort zone. And I think, you know, you can reach out to people on LinkedIn. You may not hear back from some of them, but you will hear back from someone. And I think it, it literally just takes one person. And I think it's just building relationships and forming relationships with people that you know, you otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah, no, it is. You are hundred percent. So again, you guys rewind, go listen to that for the next two minutes, rewind it and listen it to four times. Because again, you guys all want the, the secret sauce. We've, we've given the secret sauce a million times, you know, yeah. but it, like it takes time. But, but what can help is when you know somebody who's done it with over 700 people and make it faster and get more offers and leverage that can help. But to the point of what Jen's saying though, is those, the, the keys it's the same. It's the networking. It's building the relationship, knowing that it's going to take time. And I just want to share the story because I think this will be very beneficial to people. As I remember, I actually was in uh, LA for one of my travel trips and you texted me and you're like, oh my gosh, this person, this regional manager told me they were going to get back to me on Tuesday. It's Wednesday. They, I haven't heard from them. Like, what should I do? And I remember <laughs> us, I had to call you real quick. I remember being on the bus and I uh, call you and I said, Hey, like, I trust me. I know that because again, when we're in the moment, it's the most yes. important thing to us. Yes. But to them, <laughs> it is the least important thing because they're running a territory, their stuff. And I and I remember just explaining, hey, I promise, give them if they, you don't hear back by next Monday or Tuesday, then follow back up. Because it was the end of the quarter. It was they are dealing with back orders. They are yeah. also having a team of like 12 plus people and ASRs and all those that they have to handle. Plus, they were at a conference. I remember you telling me that. So they were yeah. just, they hadn't been to conference since COVID. And so there was all that stuff. And like, so I, I remember telling you, I'm like, Hey, they will get back to you, but just remember you're on the bottom of their list because the last thing they're worried about is talking to someone who's not even working for them yet Yeah. compared to it. And then I just remember, <laughs> I think it was, I think it was a day later you texted me with a big bunch <laughs> of emojis and you're like, they got back to me. You were right. Thanks for talking to me. And I'm, I just wanted to share that to people who are listening, because again, I want you guys to realize, like, I know when you guys are going through it because I've been going through it and I've done it. It's even when I, I go now and I'm working on a sale, it's the most important thing to me, but to the people I'm talking to, it's not. And so you have to just understand to do the things the right way. Because again, I can tell you, I've actually had, and I just want to say this because I've had people, it just actually happened this month. I've had people message me and I don't respond for about six hours. And then they're like, thanks a lot for nothing. Or they'll send me these like passive aggressive messages. Well, number one, I can guarantee you, you will never get a message back. And if you do, it won't yeah. be one that's like, Hey, let let me help you. Um, but number two, it's just like, you guys have to understand, like, for example, like myself, I'm busy. Like I run a lot, like I'm up at 4 a.m. I'm doing like today. It's been it's been one of those days, right? And yeah. again, that's just life. 
But just just understand when you guys are reaching out to these people, if they don't get back to you right away, it doesn't mean they don't like you. First off, no. if they if they never get back to you, great. It's just like you just talk to a ghost because you never are going to meet them. They're never going to meet you. So who cares if they didn't respond? Number one, and number two, like give them time. And this, I just had this talk in our office hours in the course. Is you know somebody was like, hey, I responded, and they didn't reach back. How much should I reach back out? I'm like, keep reaching back out till they tell you to screw off and tell you not to come out. No, don't do it. Don't do it every week. Don't do it yeah. every day. But Every so often, send them a message, say, hey, hope you're doing great. Make something personalized to them if you've yeah. got to talk to them and, and just continue to follow up because until they say no, it's, it, it's a pot, it's a maybe, right? Because yeah. and even if they say no, maybe it's a no right now, maybe not a no in six months, right? And so that's what people just don't understand is it's the same. I have to do this in sales, right? I just, I just had somebody tell me no, but maybe in June. Okay, so yeah. mark it on June. Here we go. But the reason I'm saying that is the amount of times you guys will message me and I literally will be on the phone and I'm like, oh, I better get back to them. Or I'm, I'm literally mid-type to someone and I get a call for work. Yes. Like, just so you guys know, like, I'm on a, over 100 calls a week. Like, it, minimum 100 calls a week. Like, that's Monday through Friday. That's not even my weekends. So it's like the amount of times that I have to remember to go back, plus I'm running several businesses, plus I'm running territories, plus I'm talking and coaching our court. Like, there's a lot and, like, there's priorities. And so if somebody doesn't get back to you or they, like, don't, it doesn't mean they hate you. Maybe they forgot. Yeah. Maybe they just were typing yeah. and work came. And so that's why it's important to continue to follow up. And just every time you do it, be really polite and be very respectful. A hundred percent. And to your point, I think the follow-up is super important because I think even one of like the most like pivotal people that I had reached out to, I didn't hear back from him. And I was like, kind of like, you know, and it was part of the division I'm in now that I really wanted to work with. And I reached out to him again. I talked to another rep in um, Minnesota and he's like, oh, try and reach out to him again. I reached out to him again. He's like, oh, sorry, I must have missed this. He's like, I'd love to hop on a call with you. And yeah, and it was probably, you know, it's great to be so motivated to want to reach out and everything. But like what you're saying, you have to think like, I, I think now being here, I can totally see like end of quarter, like the back orders, like there's a million things. And like, you get a text and then you get a customer calling you, like there's an issue with something. And then You're doing fire drills all day long. Yeah. Yes. So there are just simple things that like, you know, so it's okay to, to reach out to people, but I think being mindful, like, Hey, like if they don't get back to you right away, that's okay. Well, because this is the thing and I, we've already said it, but you think you're the most important and you're not. Yeah. And 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 this is where I I've gotten passionate though. I made a podcast where I actually cursed and I try not to curse on the podcast <laughs> is like you're just being a selfish little jerk when that yeah. happens. You're only thinking about you and how it affects your life and how it possibly and that these people who don't know you who have nothing to owe you, you think you should just get everything from them for by asking a question and you're like I reached out, I did my part. Who cares? I, yeah. I I can sit here and tell you. I looked at my inbox yesterday. I had over 30 plus messages in one day because I check it every morning at 5 a.m. So to think you guys are the most important person sending a message, you're not. We have a lot. And guess what? Those are just people messaging me on LinkedIn, which again, I, I love you guys and I, I will get back to you. I get back to everybody. But guess what? You don't pay my bills. My job pays my bills. My my deals are paying my bills, right? Like my yeah. my pe like that's what you guys have to understand. And so again, it's what so you, true. and it's just like the real yeah. hard truth that you guys need to hear. Cause I already hear it. And, and again, this is not a block on anyone, but like straight up to all you college kids, you guys are the laziest man. Like you, the amount of people that literally 
hey, bro, again, like, tr- again, I'm a nice guy and I'll respond back. But the amount of times you, you want to keep it professional, you're on LinkedIn. Hey, bro, what's up? Wanted to see if we can get you on a call. I'm trying to break into medical device sales. Do you know of any jobs? Dude, like, I'm never good. I, I don't want to get back to you because you just show me that you're literally like the bottom of the bottom of the lazy. Yeah. You're not going to do anything. I think what you're saying too, like be having that professional component to you, you know, cause it does speak to a level of like your seriousness and your, but I mean, yeah, when there's like not that professional, like that laziness, like a lot of that people can read that right away from a message or just a simple, like the first thing when you talk with someone. Exactly. First interaction. And just so you guys know, yeah. like I, not on my messages, but just so you know, like to, to, I'm a very nice guy and I keep it more relaxed on the phone. I'll say like, Hey, what's up, man. And all that. Excuse me, but like what I just make sure that everybody knows is every time I got on a call, I called somebody sir or ma'am. Yeah. Until they told me every, and know what, every time, dude, stop calling me sir. Just call me John, whatever it is. Or don't call me ma'am. I feel old. Oh, sorry. You know, I made them tell me not to. Because otherwise, I just came off the really respectful guy. And that's what too many people come in too relaxed. And then you're like, oh, what? Because you got to understand, you guys, when you guys are calling and reaching out to these people, we think, of who do we speak of? Surgeons. You know who's not going to be okay with you saying, what's up, bro? A dude who just went to school for 14 years yeah, and is trying to save people, right? And like, that's why you guys have to understand. And this, I'll just be straight up. So again, I hope this is really helpful. This is why I love working with people that are over the age of 26, 27, 28, because, and again, this isn't a knock. We, we get plenty of college people hired, but I can sit here and tell you as personal experience where I was and even people we, I've worked with in the past is when you're 23, 22, 21, 24, you're too emotional thinking and you don't think it really matters and you think the world's just about you and you've got a degree and you paid fifty dollars to $100,000 for a degree you don't even want to use and you don't know what to do with it and now somebody should help you because you have more worth. And I'm like, I literally have to say this. You have no worth. You have a degree that's literally worthless that you paid a hundred grand that you don't even want to use and you don't know anything. But we're you I'm not gonna go take a job for seventy thousand dollars because I expect you're expecting is why you're not getting hired. Your entitlement yeah. is why you're not getting hired. Your laziness is why you're not getting hired. And so I really hope that hits somebody because my 26, my 27, my 28 plus, I get people that are hired over 40 all the time. You want to know why? Because they have real life. They know how to be mature. They know how to have these real hard conversations. They can carry themselves. Guess what? They probably lost somebody in their life or they've probably had something really hard in their ha- life happen where they've had a bounce back and come back. And we know that you can do that in medical device sales compared to my 21-year-old who the hardest thing they've had to do is find beer money, right? And that makes a big difference. And, and again, so I hope you guys are in college listening to that. Be like, Dang, Jacob, that's not me. I'm the person who's going to go do it. Great. I hope you're that person. But I'm telling you from experience, majority of people who are messaging me are the others. So how do you stand out? Don't be those people. Be respectful. Come with good questions. Be with saying sir and ma'am until they tell you not to. Make sure that you carry yourself in such a professional manner that they're like, my God, this kid is not messing around or this person because that's how you're going to stand out. And then to Jen's point, you follow up because guess what? You guys think I just say this for fun and all this. What do you think I do every single day in medical device sales? I never talk to a surgeon once. And they tell, even if they tell me, I'm going to use your product. Great. When can I do the surgery? Oh, let me know. I'll never see that surgeon again. And that's never getting done. Yeah. Right. Like I, I just told our group, I'm literally working on deals that I followed up. They mandatory need some stuff. And I've sent five emails to these people and they still haven't responded. But guess what? They will need it. And they have to have it. 
But if I just don't do anything, it's not, it doesn't look professional on mine. And then even, guess what? When they re- finally respond to me, I'm going to be really respectful and be like, hey, great to hear from you. Even though I've sent them seven emails and I know they've read every single one. Yeah. Right. And, and the last thing I just want to leave with you with the follow-up, <laughs> just like to Jen's point, I, I, I've said this on the court or on the, the calls before, and I've said this on the podcast. When I got hired at Medtronic, I reached out to my manager five times on LinkedIn before they ever responded. It took five messages because I was talking to everybody around in the area to all her reps. And it wasn't until I found her old associate rep that loved me and put in the good word for me that she finally responded. Yeah. That's so just, similar to me too. Yeah. Exactly. And to your yeah. point, right? So yeah. you guys who think you're just writing one message and it's getting the job done, like this, again, this is where I just come back to lazy. Anybody can write one message. Anybody can do that. Anybody can send a message. Anybody can get on a call. But do you actually make, because again, this is, let me bring it back. Because if you just shoot one message and you didn't get what you want and now you just gave up, shows that you didn't care about that person you were actually talking to. You're not actually trying to build a relationship and you're actually looking so short-term instead of long-term. Because why I tried to break in, I met so many people who still I keep in contact with who now can offer me jobs when I'm in. Or they, they're asking me for jobs because we made a relationship, right? Like there's so much more. Some of the people that I've had on these podcasts, I met during my networking time. And it's like, we're still friends. We yeah. hang out and they've helped me so much and I've helped them. And so that's what people just don't understand. And I think too, like ter- thinking in terms of like when you're sending that message, like you're building a relationship. So if you're ever trying to build a relationship with someone, you wouldn't just send one message and then just give up. You know, it's it's that that mentality of how do you build that relationship and keeping that as like the way to, you know, interact with anyone that you're trying to link you know, connect with that LinkedIn or even in person when you're at the hospitals with them. Let's hammer it home because that was such a good point. And I said this in our coaching call, but I always say it and it makes sense to everybody else. This is dating. It is dating. And when you're getting on a call and you're asking for jobs and you're doing all that, you know what you're just trying to do? That's the equivalent of you going to a bar, meeting a hot girl or guy and saying, let's do it. Someone might say yes. Um, Majority are going to say no. And then even the one that said yes, probably is not that good of a, an option. Probably not going to marry that person. And maybe you will. I'll get a message and be like, you piece of crap. I married my girl that I did that, right? But whatever <laughs> it is, right? It, the, just understand this is dating, you guys. Guess what? The first time you talk to someone, that's a first date. That's just the first impression. And they want to know, guess what? You need a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth date. That's how you, guess what? Everyone's like, oh, Jacob, how'd you do it? It's because I talked to people more than once. I talked to them five, six, eight times. And then, holy crap, I showed over and over and over that I was responsible. I showed over and over that I did what I was going to say. And I built trust with that person over a several month period. And now they were happy to put their stamp of approval on me to send me to somebody else, to the hiring manager. Yeah. And also helps you because I'm sure you and a lot of, you know, people within the industry, they get a lot of messages. So that also will help you stand out from the other people that may not, they just send that one message and they're like, oh, well, you know, he or she, like they're sending me a follow-up. Like they must, they're really like invested. They're really trying. Like, I think it it definitely shows that building the relationship and helps you stand out even more. So, you know, it helps. A hundred percent. That, that is the best. And Jen, again, I just want to say, Thank you so much uh, for coming on and spending time with us. I know you're super busy with your new position, um, but I just want to come and just say this so everybody can hear it. Like, I know I've told you, but I'm so dang proud of you. Like, I appreciate that. The person you've become and I've got to watch, it's been 
like I said, it, it reminds me of why I, I started and you were the reason is like, it's people like you getting to watch you change your own personal life, see the self growth, not just, not just getting into medical device sales, but the personal growth that you've done and who you've become in the last two, three, four months. I'm a different person and yeah, honestly, totally different. I owe a lot to that to you. So I'm so thankful of everything you've helped me with and everything, but yeah, I've definitely grown, not just professionally, but like personally as well. Yeah, you 100% awesome. have. And again, this is just the beginning. I know you're going to be so stinking successful. Uh, so again, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. And if you guys are watching, please press that like and subscribe button on the YouTube page. A five-star review helps us grow this channel. And again, if you guys are really interested in breaking into medical device sales, number one, follow me on LinkedIn if you guys aren't or connect with me because I just posted our three-month uh three month reflection. I did my six month actually today. Yeah. I try to put stuff that's going to help you guys. Um, not just here. So again, if you guys are listening to this, go follow me on LinkedIn, because I love being able to help you guys. But also to the point I wanted to just touch on real quick is if you are serious about breaking into medical device sales like Jen was, and she saw that it, the investment in herself has already paid 30 X returns in the first three months, which we always say, um, which you can't go anywhere else in the world to get that. You know, our average student is breaking in in 11 weeks at $91,000. Um, again, entry level to we're getting people, we just got uh, several people hired as full line sales rep roles with no experience, clinical specialists, associates. And again, they're all coming in as over the average of, you know, you'll see physicians posted between 50 and 75 K. And again, every time we're beating that. So again, if you guys are really interested, because it's not just about getting an interview, I say this all the time, I can get my dog mm -hmm. an interview, but how are you beating other people out? How are you growing? How are you getting prepared? for the industry. And also we help with negotiations. If you're going through that process, we make sure that you guys are ready. And so I just wanted to touch, if you guys are really serious, please reach out. The one thing I do want to say is I, I hear people say all the time is, Oh, I can't afford it. First off, I want you guys to know we do payment plans. I I'm willing to work with you guys. Again, you're talking to a guy who moved out here with $1,200 to his name and lived off 30 bucks a week. Like I will make sure I don't want money being the reason you hold it back, but I will just sit here and say the amount of people who look at it. And they're again, going back to that short term mindset, where yeah. they're like, oh, I don't see this investment. Oh, it's this. But then I can, I can sit here with a smile on my face. And what I already related to into the podcast is you went and spent fifty dollars to $100,000 on a degree that you didn't know what you wanted to do. And now you're actually leaving it to come. You've decided medical device sales. And now you have somebody who's helped over 700 people. And we have a team. And we can make sure to get you above the national average. We can make you getting six figures right away. And you guys think so short term and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can see it. We know that we're getting a 30X return in the first three months. Yeah. We know that in the first 11 weeks. And it's really an investment in yourself. You yeah. know, like you would invest in your health. You, you know, it, I, that's, it definitely, I've seen the return and it's, it's a good return on investment and definitely worth it. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that, and that's what we just always just tell you guys. Um, and so again, I want you, if you have questions, I'm more than happy to get on a quick Zoom call with you guys. So feel free to reach out Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, but again, I just want you guys to know that we're willing to work with you. And the one thing I did just want to end because I know I'm going to have a lot of nurses watch this one is I've talked to so many nurses and the thing I want you guys to realize and even SLPs and everybody else, just because you guys are getting into the course doesn't mean you quit that day. The amount of people who are like, I don't know if I can make this career change. I don't know if I can do this. And they're so scared to make the jump. I say everybody thinks worst case scenario, but let me tell you real quick. What's worst case scenario. You come in, you make more money, you have more freedom and you decide that it's not for you. Because again, our average person is making 91K. Most nurses, SLPs right away aren't doing that. We just got several people placed over six figures. So worst case scenario, you come in and guess what? You can go back already because you're in need. You can already go back to where you were, but guess what? Now you're more marketable. 
you have sales experience, you've done stuff. That's worst case. And then all again, you already have a job. So you don't need to rush yeah. instead of being stressed and being like, oh my God, I need to do it. That's what we did with Jen. You didn't have to take a job. You were in the driver's seat. And it's why yep. you're sitting here with a smile on your face because we made sure that it was the right opportunity that you felt like was the right choice for you. 100%. And now you're living your best life. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you just made there. I appreciate, I appreciate that. I hope that helps <laughs> because again, that's the most common thing I'm hearing from nurses. So again, just because you're deciding to do this doesn't mean you're quitting that day. It yeah. can take four months and we can pace it. Again, we're here to help with that. But I appreciate you guys. Again, follow me on LinkedIn if you're not. And we will see you on the next one. Peace.